Equity is brought to you by ExaCrunch, that prodigious TechCrunch paywall you keep running into. You can break through that paywall at a steep discount if you use the promo code EQUITY. If you do, you'll get access to our best stuff and you'll make Equity look really good internally at the same time. Enough of that, let's start the show. Good morning and welcome to Equities Monday episode, our weekly primer where we catch up on the news and, as always, explore the numbers behind the headlines. This morning, I am stuck thinking about the concept of what makes a good venture-style bet, you know, or investment, and where VC probably is losing its perch. More on all of that in a second. Let's talk about the weekend. All right, so this weekend, the big news was that Andreessen Horowitz partner Andrew Chen announced that Clubhouse has raised a new round that his firm, Tiger, DSD, and others put capital into. The Series C comes just months after the audio chat app, if you will, raised $100 million at a $1 billion valuation. Now, we don't actually know how large the round was, but it's been reported pretty often that it's about a $4 billion valuation attached to this round. So it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Okay, so why do we care? Well, a couple of things. One, by pumping more capital into Clubhouse at a roughly 4x valuation multiple, Clubhouse is now so very expensive for other companies to buy that it's nearly off the market thanks to its investors. Unless, of course, it stumbles and then it may accept a lower price later on, but a social app in decline just isn't worth that much. So oddly enough, I kind of like the new Clubhouse round. It's a legitimate venture capital bet in that it's a huge risk. It's kind of the opposite of an enterprise SaaS company raising another check from late-stage VCs at a higher price so it can push more capital through its go-to-market motion. Instead, this is a bet that could really go to zero. Aha. It's been reported that Facebook's Clubhouse clone is coming out today, and Twitter's similar Spaces product is already out in the market. And as we have talked about on this show probably too often, there are other players in the tech world who want a piece of that Clubhouse action. Now, this all feels a little bit like watching the news from our friends over at the information who reported that Dapper Labs, a player in the NFT space, is out raising another round just weeks after its preceding investment, perhaps tripling its valuation to $7.5 billion. I mean, I kind of get that. VC should invest in stuff that half of us think is, you know, dumb as hell. It's not boring capital. It's venture capital. Let the desatification of VC commence. Jokes aside, I think we're seeing a couple of things here. One is that modern software companies are, are going to decouple a little bit from the VC market over time. And by that, I mean, there are just other ways for SaaS startups to raise capital, be it revenue-based financing, whatever the hell Pipe is doing, and so forth. And that's probably why we've seen VCs pour so much money at very high prices into possible breakout SaaS startups, because they have to get capital in early, because what strong SaaS startup is going to want to trade equity for dollars for the rest of its private life? There are just less dilutive ways for those companies to raise money, and I expect them to leverage them. But on the clubhouse round, I mean, no bank's ever going to fund this. It's, it's totally venture. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, but it's no sweat off our back because it's not our money. All right, so this morning, a couple of things that need to be on your radar. First up, UiPath, the RPA unicorn that is in the process of going public, did raise its IPO range. Today, according to the recent SEC filing, UiPath expects that it could be worth as much as $54 per share. Now, that's up from $50 per share at the upper end of its preceding IPO range, which, okay, good. But I was really expecting a larger price increase. We'll dig into the numbers later today. This is good news for UiPath-ish ahead of its IPO that should come later this week. Oh, and there is an Apple event coming up. TechCrunch, of course, will cover that. We cover all Apple events. 
But I had a thought that I kind of wanted to share here with y'all. Isn't it kind of amazing that Apple events just don't seem to impact startups very much? You would think that Apple would have more competitive surface area with more startups. But I, I can think of a couple of areas where there is some competition, but mostly Apple feels like, you know, it's doing its own thing. And I don't know what that says really about the competitive dynamic between startups and the largest tech companies, but it was notable when I realized that the Apple event had all but nothing to do with our regular startup coverage here at TechCrunch. I think they're announcing iPads. Huzzah. Oh, and cryptos have recovered from their weekend flash crash. Precisely why the market dropped so sharply in the crypto world over the weekend is still being sorted out. But my favorite possibly contributing factor was a power cut in China, which apparently can do a lot to the crypto mining world. All right, funding rounds. This morning, we have two for you. First up is Druva, D-R-U-V-A. They are a startup that sells cloud data backup and recovery services. And they announced this morning that they have raised a new $147 million round. Notably, the company's new valuation is over $2 billion. They wouldn't get more precise than that. But the company did reach $100 million ARR back in 2019. So we knew then that it was IPO scale. Now we definitely know that it's IPO scale. And for less than, I don't know, what, 5% dilution, the company is now essentially repriced. Not bad. I spoke with the company last Friday about the deal, and Druva's CEO and founder, Jaspreet Singh, told TechCrunch that part of this was recycling out some old investors who had capital in the company for a very long time, and to get some new investors on board for the long term. That smells, reeks even, of an eventual IPO. I'm writing up the round later on today for TC. Take a look for that later if it's your jam. And this morning, our own ace reporter on the Indian tech beat Manish Singh reported that Razorpay has raised yet more money. Now, Razorpay raised a $160 million Series E. It's now worth about $3 billion, up from about $1 billion last October when it put together a $100 million Series D. Razorpay is, is a lot like Stripe. You know, it takes payments, sends money. It kind of does what Stripe does for many developed markets for India. And notably, uh, Razorpay also launched a neo-banking platform to issue corporate cards. So there's a lot of stuff going on with Razorpay. Uh, I'm excited about this round because it makes me wonder if we're going to eventually see Stripe, Razorpay, and you know maybe one or two other players really kind of fight it out. If they do that, it should yield lower fees for everyone else out there in the world. So whatever you're paying Stripe today or Razorpay today, maybe it'll be down in a couple of years. We'll have to see. Okay, and finally today, do you remember Do Not Pay? It's a service that became best known for helping people sue over parking tickets back in the day. Since then, the company has actually built out an entire suite of consumer-friendly services that it charges $3 per month for. And last summer, it did raise a $12 million Series A. Now, Do Not Pay came back into my orbit recently after it put together a service to provide information to its users concerning the stock market. Now, not prices or anything like that. Instead, it brings people IPO lockup dates, FDA approval dates, litigation, stuff like that. So my question was, why the hell would Do Not Pay build this? Well, Do Not Pay founder Joshua Browder told me that his service helped a number of Robinhood traders sign up for a class action lawsuit earlier this year. And so it kind of wound up with a host of paying subscribers with a stock market focus. So it built them a new service, which is cool to be clear, but probably not enough for us to kind of bring a product news bit on the show. But Browder, after I asked him why his company wasn't charging more than $3 per month for its product, said that he's not trying to financially optimize his startup today, but is instead focused on building product. I, I fundamentally can't hate on that. That's pretty cool, actually. Now, that said, it does help that Do Not Pay is growing its subscription product rapidly. Browder said about 20 to 40% per month, all viral, with hundreds of thousands of paying subscribers today. You can afford to be magnanimous when you're growing that quickly. 
All right, listen, we are way, 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 way over our word count, so I'm going to be brief. Follow Equity on Twitter at EquityPod. This is Alex. I am back on Wednesday and Friday. You are amazing. You're going to have a lovely week, and you look tremendous. I will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.